had this crazy dream about some folks who love this country who all began to dream the same dream and when the morning came there arose across this nation people thinking one and the same and they awoke to find their freedoms and all their liberties had gradually been taken away and when they realized the danger to their posterity i heard those patriotic people say we want this country back And the stars and stripes forever symbolize her glorious name America But now it's all been changed and when we gaze upon her glory it's hard to fight back feelings of shame We're fed up with lying politicians and greedy corporations who have sold us out time and again And we're sick and tired of sending our soldiers off to wars that we were never meant to win. We want this country back. We ain't just joking, Jack. We want our liberty and our dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored. We want this country back. And our victory's on the way And we won't give up the fight Till we hear 200 million say We want this country back We ain't just joking, Jack We want our liberty And our dignity And our freedoms and our rights restored We want this country back And we ain't taking any more Welcome, folks. This is Maggie Rose. I am your host, and we have in the studio Julie is our board engineer today. Uh, today's date is December the 18th, 2023, and you're listening to us live here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Um, this is my first day to do what we call the new 
Concord Lantern. We have renamed it the Concord Lantern, and oh my goodness, I think Rob just left. Um, Julie, oh, if you I'm can here. see, are you there? Okay, great. Um, so, folks, we we have uh, in the studio here uh, Rob Taylor, and I'm going to be bringing him on today to talk about a bunch of things that have been going on in Oregon, and many of you have shared with me that um, you guys have been having similar things happening to you in other states of the union as well. So in the first hour, we're going to have Rob Taylor of the Rob Taylor Report. Uh, He is hailing us from the uh, coast of Oregon. He'll be talking a little bit about what happened to his show, the Rob Taylor Report. And then in the um, second hour, we're going to come up at the top of the hour uh, for a quick break and do our ads and advertising. And I would strongly encourage many of you to please go to Republic Broadcasting Network and look at who our sponsors are and please patronize our sponsors because they he- 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 keep shows like the Concord Lantern uh, here on the air. And then we will be having Julie bring Chris Brumbles into the studio. Many of you have known him in the past. He had been a prior guest of mine. Then he ended up... Uh, doing his own show, The Trigger Warning, um, and then coming on um, on a weekly basis to be my co-host. So he will be joining Rob in the studio as well. Rob and Chris go back many, many years, and one of the things they've been fighting very hard for uh, is the Second Amendment. Uh, Chris Brumbles is the Columbia County in Oregon, Columbia County Coordinator for Oregon Firearms Federation. He is an Army veteran, and he used to have his own radio show called The Trigger Warning. And pretty much the same thing happened to him up in Portland, Oregon, that we're going to be hearing about Rob Taylor today and what happened to the Rob Taylor Report. So I want you all, please, to really listen carefully. I want you to have a pen and paper out uh, to write down notes, write down phone numbers or websites that either Rob Taylor or Chris Brumbles will give you. And I assure you that in the future, I'm trying to get um, the person that we're mainly going to be speaking about today, David Brock Smith, who is a senator up in Salem. He lives in Curry County, and he is right now the senator, one of the senators here in Oregon, and some very interesting things that have been going on. And I want you all to know here that that Rob is one of those, and I've known Rob for years. Uh, he's been a, basically a journalist like I am. Uh, he hasn't been doing radio as long as I've been doing it, but he's been doing it in such a venue that has been extremely popular in Oregon. Uh, 5,000 plus counting listeners have been listening to him all over Oregon. Many of them are upset. They're about to bring the roof down because the Rob Taylor report <coughs> was taken away because he was questioning some very interesting things, and he was bringing up some actual evidence and facts. Now, folks, we've all heard the saying before that when there's smoke, there's probably fire. Well, folks, I told Rob the other day, when there's black smoke, you know that it's a building on fire. And right now, Oregon is on fire. And so I might have a few key questions for him and then the second hour for him and Chris Brumbles. But for the most part, I want you to hear Rob Taylor's story and understand that once again, the whistleblowers are under attack by the deep state. And one of the concerns we have here in Oregon is the fact we have so many rhinos. Rhinos are Republicans in name only here in the United States. And many of these people have said the pretty things and the nice things to get themselves elected. And then people like David Brock Smith and Virgil Osborne, who is another representative for Douglas County, 
have both told me in the past, well, there's times we have to kind of give a little to get a little and that we need to sometimes compromise and give the Democrats what they want if we want to pass anything through at all. And that we'll be discussing that. We'll also be discussing the fact that many of the Democrats were able to somehow push uh, a constitution amendment that's an Oregon state constitution amendment that any of those Republicans that walked out so not to give the Democrats, you know, the power and the control to basically ran things down Oregonians' throats again, that now something was passed where these same people that walked out are penalized by not being allowed to ever run again for public office. Now, I have a question and concern about that, and maybe Rob will bring that up later on because I brought it up to him at least two or three times. I've been repetitive on this because I'm feeling that Rob's right. We have a two-tier system going on here. The Democrats, the Marxists, the communists, those that call themselves Republicans but are really kowtowing to the red Chinese and the Communist Party, they believe, okay, now we've got a constitutional amendment where we're not going to let these Republicans run for office again because they walked out of a legislative session. So that's their punishment. So we're going to follow the new state constitution of Oregon to forbid them from running again, but we're going to cherry pick which of the state of Oregon constitution we're going to follow. And we're going to just ignore, as we've been doing for decades, that the Oregonians passed another amendment in the 90s stating that any person running for office and a candidate cannot take any money from inside or outside Oregon, from big corporations, from overseas, including the Chinese, or anything associated with the Chinese, nor take any money for their election campaigns from unions or teachers' unions or the AFL-CIO. And in a case like that, you know, a, a candidate can take money, any amount of money, from somebody in their district that they're going to be representing. They just can't take $45,000 from Pfizer for their campaign fund. They can't take a million plus from Phil Knight of Nike in Eugene, Oregon for their campaign fund. They can't take money from Lamodia and FTX um, like Tina Kotek did, like Kate Brown did, like Mr. Klutzhopper did. Um, and we know Tina Kotek, Christine Drazen, and Betsy Johnson all were running for governor, and they all violated the Oregon State Constitution which means Tina Kotek has no right to be sitting in the governor's office. The secretary of state has now been removed because of shenanigans, but nobody in her office who's temporarily filling in as secretary of state can either step into the Oregon state governor's office. Now, why don't we have a lieutenant governor? Because the people of Oregon haven't passed in Oregon to have a lieutenant governor like other states have. So if we lose our governor, we should be able to have a lieutenant governor step into the place. But we do not have under our Constitution the ability right now to have a lieutenant governor as a secondary office below the governor. So we've said this before, and people have come forward, and they've shared this with me, that you, Maggie Rose, you are the legitimate governor of Oregon right now. But unless we get judges in Oregon, state judges, to uphold their oath of office, uphold the state constitution of Oregon, there's no way that the Sup Supreme Court of Oregon is going to follow through with this. And this brings us to Rob Taylor. Rob Taylor is asking hard questions about David Brock Smith. And we can ask those same questions also of Virgil Osborne and other people that are in public office throughout Oregon. 
Many of them have violated the Oregon State Constitution. They've taken money from Democrats in California. They've taken money from the Chinese. They've taken money from teachers unions and from big corporations inside and outside Oregon. Where did David Brock Smith get his money? That's going to be one of the questions I'm going to be asking Rob. So, Rob, thank you for listening to my little monologue at the beginning here. I want to kind of give people an idea of kind of where we're going with this. Rob, you and I have known each other many years, and welcome to the new Concord uh, Lantern. Today is my first day doing my show under my new name. Um, I've been following you for many years, and 99% of the time we've agreed on just about everything. That 1% that we haven't totally agreed on or we partially agreed on were not things that were of any really serious significance and so i just want you to know is there's many people out there listening to the show today that are very very concerned because of what was done to you which was even in a more grander scale um and as bad as what they did to chris brumbles with the trigger warning would you please like to start off and share with people kind of what happened that led up to your show being removed a few weeks ago yeah, I, I, I want everyone to know I used to do the Rob Taylor Report, and uh, I started the show about five years ago. I was one month shy of my fifth anniversary. I had been a co-host on the Jim Bai show for about three years, so that's about eight years total that I was on the radio. So this wasn't something that I just walked into recently. I've been doing this for a long time, and so I've had over... I don't know, probably a hundred or so politicians on my radio show, and a lot of them have never been happy with the interview they got there because, like I said, and you said, um, we we ask tough questions. We ask a lot of tough questions, and we demand answers, and so a lot of them leave a little ticked off because the interview doesn't always go the way they want the interview to go because... A lot of politicians just want you to give them a, a softball interview where you ask them easy questions and they don't have to answer the tough ones. That's not the way I work. So this all started out, uh, ironically, on a Zoom meeting uh, just about the beginning of November, about November 9th. We had a Zoom meeting because we're fighting the windmills that the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management wants to put off the coast of Coos Bay and Bookings. This is a huge array of windmills. Uh, they're going to cut off a huge amount of our ocean to the fisher fishermen, and so we're very concerned about this. Plus, we're, going to, we're worried about all the money that the government is going to be subsidizing this program for, uh, considering the little amount of energy that we're going to be receiving from this project. So we had a meeting, and we had the tribal lawyers on there. We had people from the fishing industry. We had a gentleman who was with Steve Fact, Climate Fact. He did the movie called The Climate Hustle. His name is Craig Rucker. We had his high-dollar attorney on the phone call from the East Coast. These are the people who are fighting the windmills on the East Coast, and they're going to end up in the court system because they're eventually going to have to sue to get those windmills, uh, windmill projects stopped because it's killing a lot of endangered species, and that's what we're worried about here on the West Coast. Well, at the half of the meeting, a gentleman by the name of David Brock Smith, who's a local senator, he's in the senator for District 1, which covers Douglas County, Coos County, and Curry County, and he got onto the phone, and mind you, I've known David since he was a bartender down in Port Orford, so I've known this guy 
probably 10, 15 years maybe. And so I've worked with him on many different projects. I supported him. I used to have a sign. I'd have his signs in my yard. I'd written letters uh, trying to get this guy elected. I thought he was one of the decent Republicans. So he got on the phone, and he kept talking and talking and talking, and he took up a lot of time. As you know, politicians, they really love to talk and tell you about the things they've achieved. And one of the things he was talking about was House Bill 3375. He said that 3375, which was passed in 2021, would slow down or stall the windmill project. However, one of the other people on the call, her name is Heather Mann, had told us before this this meeting that David Brock Smith actually supported a bill that was pro-windmill. It actually set out a framework to facilitate the windmill project. So David got in there and he was explaining to us how this bill was going to stall the program, and we just didn't buy it. We just It just didn't sound right. So after the meeting, me and another woman who was at the time on the board of ONRI, this is the group that organized this meeting, the Oregon Natural in, uh, Resource Industries, she was on the board and she called me and she says, have you read that bill? And I said, Diane, I just read the bill. And I can tell you right now, this bill actually sets the goal of 2030 to have enough windmills off the coast of Oregon to be bringing in three gigawatts of energy. So we were just flabbergasted that this Republican senator, a senator that I supported, David Brock Smith, was telling us this lie about HB 3375. So when I get lied to, one of the first things I always do is I always check where did the money come from? What What's going on with his finances? So we had a third person dig into his finances, and there was one strange finance uh, or transactions in his financial ledger on the Secretary of State's website that kept coming up, and it was from a guy whose name was Tim Tuttle, Thomas Tuttle. And since 2016, this guy has been giving David Brock Smith $25,000 a year, every year, starting with January, which is very strange because David is in a rural county, and the average donation is never more than $2,000, $3,000, but $25,000, and then to have $25,000 giving up to $150,000 since 2016 just seemed a little extreme. So one of the things that I did was I did a little bit of digging into this Thomas Tuttle and come to find out that this guy is in finances. He's, he's in financing, I should say. He's a, he manages uh, a, the portfolio of other businesses. And so he has this, this company called New, uh, Newport Asia. And you look into the profile of Newport Asia, they made most of their money inve- on investments in Asia and specifically in China, which just seemed a little weird to me that David Brock Smith was taking money from this guy because he was also, we found out, a Democrat, a registered Democrat from San Francisco. And since 2017, he had left San Francisco, he had moved to Gold Beach, and he registered for the Independent Party. Now, anyone who lives in Oregon knows that the Independent Party is basically controlled opposition for the Democrats. They run third-party candidates against Republicans 
so that the Democrats can win the field because the independent party will usually pull more votes from the Republican, giving the victory to the Democrats. This is an old trick that's been being played out in Oregon over the years. And so I looked into this Thomas Tuttle, and like I said, he was making a lot of money off of investments that he had made in China. So on on November 11th, I called David Brock Smith, my senator. I've got him on the phone. I've known him for years. Like I said, he's a he's a was a friend of mine. I don't consider him a friend anymore the way I was treated. But I called him up and I started questioning him about Thomas Tuttle. And he says, "Rob, there's nothing there. Don't you worry about. It. There's nothing going on." And we talked about 40 minutes going back and forth, and he really wouldn't give me any information why this guy was giving him so much money. And eventually he got really upset. He told me to go F myself, and then he hung up on me, which was absolutely rude. Well, during that phone call, I told him that we're going to do the story. We're going to do it on my radio show, and if he wants to be on and have some time, he needs to contact me. So I let it go by a week before we did the story, and on November 18th, I sent David another instant message on text, and I said to him, David, I'm going to do the story on Monday. Please let me know if you want time on the show so that we can get your side of the story. So I didn't hear nothing from David. Monday comes around, and 10 minutes before 5 o'clock, when I was getting ready to have on Diane Rich and another gentleman to discuss what we had found on David Brock's, uh, his, uh, what he was getting in donations, and the fact that HB 3375 wasn't doing what he said it did, which he said it stopped or stalled the windmill project, it actually facilitated it. So we were going to do a whole hour on this, but David calls me 10 minutes before the show, yelling and ticked off because he felt like he was being blackmailed into doing this show. It's the only reason he called, and he was mad that he wasn't getting any time, so... I am one of those people, I like to give everyone their chance to talk. So I told David, look, we're going to cover part of the story for the first part of the hour. And I will bring you in at the bottom of the hour at 5.30. And we covered part of the story, mostly on, on Thomas Tuttle. And then we let David come on, <coughs> excuse me, come on the show at 5.30. And we asked him some questions about HB 3375. And like a true politician... He would filibuster. He wouldn't answer the question. So we are on a limited time now. We only have 30 minutes in the show, which actually comes out to 28 if you take into the, the commercial time. And so I, me and Diane had to keep interrupting David and redirecting him back to the question, and he would start filibustering again. He really wouldn't give us a precise reason why he was saying that this HB 3375 was supposed to stop the windmill project and why he supported it. And so we got into a big back and forth, and eventually I called him a liar. I said, David, you're lying to me. And he goes, are you calling me a liar? I said, yes, you're lying to me. And Diane was not happy. She had called him a liar as well. And that's because we knew he was lying about the bill and how he had worked the bill through the Oregon legislature. So the next day... I get a call from a friend of mine. This is after the interview, and she's a mutual acquaintance of me and the senator. And she tells me that David Brock Smith, the senator, had called her and told her 
that he was going to seek retribution against me and against Diane, and I will no longer have my radio show, and she's going to lose her newsletter because Diane printed a newsletter called the Coos News. And he had threatened both of us, but here's what's even worse. He told this mutual acquaintance of ours who didn't have anything to do with the research or this interview, he told her that he was going to destroy her political career because he thought she had something to do with this interview. She, he literally told her this. And so she, was, she called me up after speaking to David for about an hour, and she was upset. She was nearly to tears, and she told me what he had threatened to do to ruin my show, to ruin Diane's newspaper, and to uh, ruin her political career. And I said, well, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I get a lot of threats like that. Well, a week went by, and I did one more show on Monday, the following Monday, which would have been the 27th. And then that, that uh, um, December 1st, that Friday of that week, I got called in by the owner of the radio station. And he tells me, he says, look, I just got an email from Senator David Brock Smith who says that uh, you blackmailed him into coming on the show you uh, you were rude to him. You he didn't like the way the interview went, and you're not happy about it. He wants he wanted the owner to do something about me and my show. And then on top of it, he said he got the owner of the station said he got a call from Thomas Tuttle, who was the guy who was contributing money to David Brock Smith. And this Thomas Tuttle supposedly told the owner of the radio station that he was going to sue him. For defamation of character, he's considering contacting a lawyer, and he better do something about my show. And the, the state, oh, station owner was really ticked off about this, that we had used his name. And I said, look, Mike, and that's his name, Mike Wilson, the owner of Bicoastal Media, I said, look, we, we just took all the information that we got off of public sources, like the Secretary of State and off of Thomas Tuttle's website, and that's all the material we used. And throughout the show, we even said that we're not saying there's any corruption. I don't even know that there's any corruption going on today. But I do know that there are some strange anomalies happening. And I do know that David Brock Smith lied about a bill that he said stopped the windmill project. And so Mike Wilson said, I'm going to think about it for 24 hours. I'm going to let you know if we're going to keep you on the radio show or not and keep your radio show on the station or not. And so 24 hours came by. That Saturday, he called me up. Actually, he had the station manager call me up. She called me up, and she said, Mike has thought about it. He's talked to two national programmers, and they have said that uh, we're going. they've decided that Mike should cancel your show, So we're canceling your contract. He literally said, we're canceling your contract. And all of this was due... To, the, to David Brock Smith initiating this review of my show. So I lost my, my show just one month shy of my fifth anniversary on the radio. So that's how a Republican senator used his authority to threat people, threat radio station, used a billionaire, because that's what Thomas Tuttle is. He's a billionaire who now lives in southern Oregon on Gold Beach to to threaten a radio show owner who doesn't want to trifle with a small radio station in Coos Bay because Mike Wilson of Bicoastal Media owns stations from Los Angeles all the way up to Seattle.
So he's being messed with a show that's so small. And so he definitely didn't want us to continue with our radio program. And that's how I got canceled by a senator here in Oregon. You know, Rob, I made a phone call today. I called the election clerk in Martinez, California, where I lived when I was stationed over 21 years ago in Martinez in Contra Costa County. And I called her and I got the phone number to her friend. Can you believe this? Are you sitting down? Her friend happens to work in the election office in San Francisco, which is called Alameda County and encompasses San Francisco, Berkeley and Oakland, California. And I was told that Mr. Tuttle still owns property there in California, and he is still registered as a Democrat in California. So that means our Republican senator is taking money from a California registered Democrat here in Oregon. I think that speaks volumes. I think it does, too. And also... Um, a person that I mentioned is named to you the other day from Douglas County, who happens to be one of the elected uh, officials of the Republican Party in Douglas County. This individual, whose name I will not mention over the air, but he informed me that he knew that I was a registered Republican now, that I've gone back to the Republican Party. And he also knew that this individual, Mr. Tuttle, had purchased the second property in Gold Beach, Oregon, and that he has registered in Oregon as an independent. And as you know, the independent party and the Democrat party in California are one and the same. And it was two lawyers here in Oregon many years ago that were Democrats that actually founded the independent party of Oregon. And the independent party is highly influenced by the Democrat party. Yes, absolutely. And here's where it gets even worse. So after I was canceled off my radio show, these precinct captains, these PCPs, who were in their own group in the Douglas County Republican Party, they had contacted me and Diane, and they asked us if we would give a presentation on the evidence that we found against David Brock Smith if we would give that presentation at one of their PCP meetings, and we agreed to do it. And they got a notice from the chair of the Douglas County Republican Party, either at the behest of David Brock Smith or on the behalf of David Brock Smith. I don't know which, but it basically threatened them that if they held a meeting where I, a non-Republican, because I'm a non-affiliated voter, was to be speaking at that meeting that they would suffer consequences up to expulsion from the party. And here's the irony. They don't want them, the the people who are in the Republican Party, talking to me because I'm a non-affiliated voter. I'm not a Republican voter. But yet the same party leaders don't have a problem that Senator David Brock Smith has taken over $150,000 from someone who's a registered Democrat in California. 
Is there not something that I had sent to me on Telegram the other day that one of the things under the Oregon revised statute regarding the the Oregon Republican Party and um, it's right in the state bylaws and I think it's possibly in uh, the bylaws maybe even of the Republican Party of Curry County and also of Douglas County and Lane County that Oregonians, it behooves them, it is their responsibility, in fact, it is their duty to listen to all sides of an issue, regardless of whether the person is Republican, Democrat, or other than, and that anybody who is trying to present evidence or concerns or whatever should be listened to. What do you say to that? Are you there? All of a sudden, we lost you, Rob. Okay, the call dropped. So, Julie, are you with us where you can please pick him up again? Let's see if we can get him back. I'm hoping that Julie's going to be able to bring you back, Rob. Okay, folks, this is Maggie Rose, and you're listening to the Concord Lantern here live on Republic Broadcasting Network. Thank you, Julie. There's There goes our esteemed board engineer. Thank you, Julie. So, Rob, my question was, being the fact that under the Oregon bylaws, um, I don't know about the state or if it's the state or if it's the Douglas County, but where they... Um, it, they tell people that are PCPs and Oregon voters that it behooves them to listen to all sides of an issue so they can make a well-informed decision. So if um, you and Diane were about to be silenced, is that not violating their own um, their own rules and regulations or their suggestions under the bylaws? In fact, they put a, a part of the platform, they put in a, a plank, that stated not only are they supposed to investigate anything that they think is corruption, but they are not supposed to suffer any retribution from anyone in the party if they try to explain these these uh, their investigations. And, and that's just paraphrasing it. And here's the other thing: the week before that, I got shut. I got canceled. The Coos County Republican chair, another supposed friend of mine, I've worked with this man. I helped him get candidates elected. His name is Rod Schilling. He sent out an email to that person that was contacted by David Brock Smith, that third-party person who had nothing to do with the interview, because she's she's a member of the Republican Party. She's on the Central Committee. He told her, he sent in an email that he was going to go out to my sponsors and Diane's sponsors, the people who sponsor my radio show and the people who sponsor her newspaper, and he was going to request that they drop us from sponsorship because they were going against the Republican Party, which completely violated that plank in the party, the state party platform. Now... When when these kind of threats and blackmails, this is very similar to what we see going on in Washington, D.C. We see this going on with, you know, um, many of the judges, including the Supreme Court. Many of them have either been honeypotted or they and their families have been threatened or blackmailed. 
And so is it any wonder that if this is going on in Washington, D.C., if our Supreme Court is getting threats uh, one way or the other, that maybe we also have judges um, here, state judges of Oregon, as well as lawyers here in Oregon, as well as the Supreme Court of Oregon, that also are being threatened or blackmailed by the Democrat Party, which I consider um, the Oregon, at least, Democrat Party to be more Marxist and even communistic than they are at all uh, believers of a democracy or a republic. And they like to use the word democracy because they call themselves Democrats. They say, you're destroying our democracy. We Democrats are saying, you're destroying our democracy. No, we are not a democracy per se. We are a republic and you are trying to destroy the republic. So when you've got people there that you know that are being told, We're going to make sure you can never run for public office. We're going to make sure you never have a job again. To me, that's outright blackmail and threatening another way of censoring and silencing the American people, which is not much different than uh, Congressman um, Howley or Hawley of Missouri said to the congressional hearing that Facebook and Meta and other social platforms are shadow bounding people and they're removing their posts and they're silencing them because according to this uh, Congressman Hawley, he said that the U.S. government, especially under the Biden administration, is giving direct orders to Facebook and Instagram and others that they need to shadow bound these people. They need to take our voices down. We're not allowed to put information up there. Even if it's true, even if we can back it up, it needs to be removed. And some of my posts were recently removed regarding evidence of the actual shots of the jabs. I had a post up there in January 2023 with Stephen Kirsch, a multimillionaire, who's offered $1 million to prove that these shots are not killing many of the people, like the shots that killed my mother and my father-in-law eight days apart. So if we've got social platforms that are out there taking down people and silencing their voices, we have people like David Brock Smith and his friend Mr. Tuttle and um, other people that are silencing those like yourself and those others running for office or who want to run for office in Coos County. Um, What would you say, what can we do about it? Because they know that we don't have the millions of dollars to take them to court, but they can use our money against us to take us to court and sue us, right? Oh, absolutely. And in case anyone who doesn't know, let me explain how a judgeship works in Oregon. When a judge is set to retire, they will retire just before the election, and then the governor will appoint another judge to that position, even though it's an elected position, this, the governor is allowed to appoint it if the, the, the judge that's in that position retires. And so the governor, which is always a Democrat, has been for, I think, the last 20 years, uh, will appoint another Democrat judge to the judgeship. And then when they get to run for election, they run as an incumbent, and they almost are never challenged because the attorneys are afraid to challenge the judges because they know that if they lose, they will have to face the judge at some point in time in court when they are trying to fight for someone's rights or a case that they're trying to present to the court. Exactly. Now, 
when it comes to David Brock Smith and the $150,000, when you went up on O-Star, were you able to actually see the amount that he took in? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyone can go there. Everything I've told you is all public information. And all you have to type in is Thomas R. Tuttle, that's his middle initial, R, and it will show you how much money he has given to David Brock Smith. And the only other person that he gave that kind of money to, that amount of money to, was Christine Drazen during the last election. Now, I myself, when I was running for public office in Oregon, um, I myself also had to register with OSTAR. I also had to report to the Secretary of State how much income my husband and I were both taking in. And whenever anybody donated to me, um, I had to have my husband and my campaign people go up on OSTAR and put in the person's first, middle, and last name if they were retired or if they had a job and how much money they were donating to my campaign. Um, but, of course, as you know, we had people like Paul Romero, uh, who was running first for Congress, and then later he ran against Joey Perkins for U.S. Senate, and then he was running against me for public office. He was not putting money up in O-Star that he was getting, and he said he didn't have to do it because the Democrats weren't doing it. But when you look at how much money that David Brock Smith took in, is it an interesting that he himself – a so-called Republican, I call a rhino, was actually taking money from a man who's living both in Oregon now, who's now recently moved to Oregon within the last two to three years, and also taking money from him when he was in California in San Francisco Bay Area, that he was taking money in violation of the Oregon State Constitution, Article 2, Section 22, which says you cannot take any money from any individuals that are not in your district and uh, not from any individuals that are um, outside um, Oregon, no corporations, no unions, and definitely not money from overseas. Now, I have looked up uh, Solomon Yu, as you know, and Solomon Yu was brought here over 20 years ago by a guy who was his mentor, who was sponsoring him. This man is very high up in the world economic form. If people do not realize how insidious and nefarious and evil the world economic form is and has become, this man mentored Solomon Yu to come over here to basically insert himself in the Republican Party and keep the Republican Party from ever growing and making sure that no Republican ever got in the governor's office again. Solomon Yu has worked his way all the way up to Washington, D.C., where he's been hobnobbing with the GOP in Washington, D.C., and he has done very underhanded things in Oregon where he's got other people doing his main dirty work for him, so it looks like his hands are clean. But people have caught on that he actually started a Republican PAC, P-A-C, just like a PAC that you would have if you're running for office as a candidate. He started numerous Republican PACs in Beijing, China, and in South America. So we've got Solomon Yu on one hand. We've got Mr. Tuttle, a multi-billionaire, making all of his money by his hotels in Beijing, China, and all of his deals in red communist China. And then we got David Brock Smith, who I understand from my research is sitting as a chair on the Oregon-China Council. Can we talk about that? Yes, he is on the Oregon Coastal. He is on the Oregon-China Council, 
which was started by, uh, I believe it was started by Dennis Richardson many years ago, but it goes back to when Oregon had a sister city with a sister city in China, and it was created by law from the state legislature. But here's the thing. You know that Dallas Heard quit his position because he was complaining about Solomon Yu. He believed that Solomon Yu was a communist. Now, Dallas Heard, he was the senator that David Brock Smith replaced because he retired or he quit because he got tired of dealing with the Republican Party that was manipulated and controlled by what he believed is a, co- a communist, a Chinese communist uh, plant, Solomon Yu, and he was replaced by David Brock Smith, who was appointed just this year, and one of the people by the, on the three commissions, the county commission, the board of commissioners, who helped replace David Brock Smith was a man, man by the name of Tim Freeman. Well, David Brock Smith sponsored a bill that would have allowed Tim Freeman to stay in office two years longer than his term without a vote of the people, and luckily it was found unconstitutional. But the thing is, is that David Brock Smith was appointed, not elected, and the, and he is sitting on that Oregon-China Council, where there's no other country that Oregon has, like the Oregon-Canadian Council or the Oregon-Mexican Council. We don't have that council with any other nation except for China. And here's the kicker. I didn't know whether you know this or not, Maggie, but Oregon is the number one state trading partner with China. We, we have a huge surplus of China buying our products here. We are the number one state that trades with China. And you have to think about, we are such a smaller state and as far as population, considering there's Washington State that has, I don't know how many more millions of people than we do. California has about 35 million to our 3.5 million. So why is Oregon so influenced by China and influencing the market for China? It just seems like there's a lot of availability with this Oregon-China Council that our legislators who are on that council can be compromised, if you know what I mean. And once again, I'm not saying they are. It just seems like there's a huge opportunity where these people can be compromised by communist China. And just recently, they, the Chinese communists gave a whole bunch of money to our Oregon colleges for those Confucian schools, which teach communism to our college kids. And it's filtering down through the pre, uh, preschool through uh, 12, uh, 12th graders, 12K, I believe it is. And so that's what's going on in Oregon is that we have an undue influence by China in our schools, in our colleges, and we have a huge trade surplus with China itself. Yeah, I bet a lot of Oregonians didn't know that, Rob. I bet you they didn't. And I, and I think they should start asking themselves, how did this happen? Was it because of the Oregon-China Council? Or, or was it because we just have incredibly good business people here who have been able to open up the Chinese communist uh, market and do a lot of business over in China? I just find it very strange for a small state to have the largest surplus of any state in the United States here in Oregon. 
Well, you know, the thing is, when we look at um, the former Democrat Governor Klitzopper, um, and he was governor, and then he had to leave and he came back and was able to be reelected, and he and his mistress were playing all kinds of shenanigans, which got him removed out of office. And so here you come with uh, Kate Brown, who is able to move up into his position, and she's very good friends with Obama, very good friends with Obama. And while she was governor, we tried to get her recalled at least three or four times. And Solomon Yu and a guy by the name of Bill Curry um, were sabotaging all the people's uh, petitions. In fact, uh, to this day, Solomon Yu and Bill um, are holding that list saying, oh, well, we're keeping the list of all the people that were trying to recall her because we want to protect the Oregonian people, thousands of people that tried to recall her from their name being known. That's not true. We had enough names in the last recall to actually have her recalled. But if you look at the fact that she was in violation of the Oregon State Constitution, Article 2, Section 22 of the Oregon State Constitution, that in 2020 was upheld, we could have removed Kate Brown as the governor just under that alone, under Article 2, Section 22, without a recall. So (coughs) I'm looking at now that Kate Brown, who is now building a, a house in Idaho, has walked off with millions and millions and millions of dollars from her tenure as governor, and no governor getting the salary of an Oregon governor can walk off with $200 million. How did she do that? And that's a very good question. And one of the things that people might not know is that that list that Bill Courier and Solomon Yu have, of the names of all the people who signed for those recalls, those lists were supposed to be turned in to the Republican Party, so are the the people in the Republican Party, so that they can make a list of of prospects, people that they could contact, so that they could build the party upon that list. Because we assume that anyone who's on a list to recall a Democrat governor, we lost you again. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, so we, we lost that. Okay. Well, we lost that list of all those people that were supposed to be utilized by the Republican Party to build their party, and they're not releasing those names. And it's just an absolute shame that the Republican Party seems to be manipulated by a plant from communist China, and then you tie that in to David Brock Smith being on the Oregon-China Council, the number one contributor of his is a guy who made billions of dollars in China who's also a registered Democrat in California. It, once again, I can't say there's any corruption that I found, but there sure are a lot of anomalies. Well, folks, we're going to be right back with that thought. We're talking to Rob Taylor of the Rob Taylor Report. We're going to come back after the station break, and we're going to have Chris Brumbles of Trigger Warning also joining us here in the studio. We'll be right back, folks. This is Maggie Rose of the Concord Lantern, and you're listening to Republic Broadcasting. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQRS. This woman, she's like, oh, yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? 
Maybe if it was quickie quality, that might be cool, but otherwise, I don't know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. I'm going to a town that has already been burnt down I'm going to a place that has already been disgraced I'm going to see some folks who have already been let down I'm so tired of America I'm gonna make it up for all of the Sunday times I'm gonna make it up for all of the nursery rhymes They never really seem to want to tell the truth First shows up I'm so mind. tired of you, America Making my own way home Ain't gonna be alone I've got a 
Okay, Julie, uh, Chris says he's standing by. Could you add him, please? Okay, Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm on the phone. Okay, are, are, do you have the computer open up in front of you? I do. Okay, Julie, could you please uh, call him into the studio on his Skype? Let me try. I got the. Uh, it says. Yeah, Chris go ahead and see if you can bring him in from yours. I don't know why she's having problems. We've never had problems with him before. No, the steps under my wife's name, y'all. Yeah, it's under Tracy. Yeah. Did you find that, Julie? She said she's been trying for 10 minutes. Folks. Yeah, folks, this is Maggie Rose, and I am on with Rob Taylor right now, and Julie is trying to bring Chris into the studio. There we go. Okay. Okay, uh, folks, you are listening now to uh, the Public Broadcasting Network. Um, I am Maggie Rose. This is the new Concord Lantern is the new name now of the show. I have Rob Taylor on from the Taylor Report, the Rob Taylor Report. He spent the last hour explaining uh, what is going on here in Oregon with the Chinese connection and um, also talking about David Brock Smith and what happened with Mr. Wilson at the uh, studio that Rob Taylor had been on for about five years. Uh, very similar to what our friend here, Chris Brumbles, many of you know him, prior guest on the Concord Hour and the Concord Show. Um, then he was my co-host. He had his own show, Trigger Warning, up in the Portland area. And basically, he was kind of removed the same way that um, that Rob Taylor was removed, um, very ungraciously and very unfairly, because uh, both of uh, now we're listening to music. I do believe you're taking a break. <laughs> no, we just had our break. Okay. Now we know our cause is right, and our victory's on the way. And we won't give up the fight till we hear 200 million say, We want this country back. We ain't just joking, Jack. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. To Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.